we could have sent you to somewhere that had a lot more homeless out on the streets. Yeah. But like, I just think, yeah, we've, we've seen the Holy Spirit work so much with this, with this mission that like he leads and like he leads us to the places where, mm -hmm. where he wants us to go. People of Creston City, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> just talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Again with you today is Blake and... It's Shayla. Hey, everyone. And we have two guests today. These were two of our missionaries who we sent to the Diocese of Gary, Indiana to do a summer service program, continuing our series of the summer service cities. And we have with us today, Maddie. And Maddie, where are you from again? I'm from Minnesota. I went to college at Umary, and then I came... Hooks up. You Hooks up. Three of us honors. here right now. <laughs> And then I came to Denver in August of last year. And Brian over here is a second year missionary. We're going to detract from the summer service quick. Brian actually was instrumental in the starting of the podcast. So Brian, we're so just... claps for Brian. Yeah, we're just happy to welcome you onto the podcast today that you kind of started in a way. So it's great to have you here. You did the music for it, right? I did do some of the music. Yeah, I think it appears in the intro part. Yeah, it's great. Oh, you're famous. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. So with the Diocese of Gary, this is one of those locations that is unique, right? The diocese has just completely adopted Christ in the city in our model of serving the poor, and it has really radically changed their diocese. We can get to that later, but I think the most unique part about this this diocese is the city of Gary itself. So yeah. Maddie or Brian, maybe just give us a little little history or what's going on there. Yeah, so the city of Gary itself was founded as a, a town primarily uh, by the U.S. steel, the steel industry, the steel mill, yeah. Yeah. which was um, like one of the greatest providers of steel for most of the 20th century. Mm. Um, Gary was? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we it, Gary was really a melting pot where people from all over the place came to Gary to work in the steel mills. And... Yeah, this worked really well all the way through, you know, the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And then you get to the late 60s, and there was a, a big recession um, yeah. going into the mm -hmm. 70s. The city really, in a matter of a, of a decade, it really kind of collapsed. So you had this big, what they call white flight, happen um, in the early 70s, where a bunch of, a lot of the people who could get out of Gary... Um, left the city and mm. a lot of them fled fled south the lower class workers and people who couldn't escape they stayed in gary and kind of watched their city over the next few decades slowly deteriorate wow. and collapse and so yeah what you have in gary is actually very different from what we have in in like denver mm -hmm. um, right. where you have widespread poverty um it's a uh, city of poverty mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. There's been books written about it, documentaries made on it. And, mm -hmm. and Gary, for those that might not know, it's not too far from Chicago. I mean, maybe... It's about a, an hour, oh. I would say, yeah. Okay. East Chicago, it's close to, but 
Yeah. So the heart of heart of Chicago is okay. an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, it's I mean, yeah, it's not not terribly far no. from Chicago and um, but you guys did ministry in Gary and then in surrounding areas around Gary as well. Correct. correct. Yeah. So how, I mean, how would you say that you were like received? It seems like you, you said like you were, you stuck out a little bit, but how were you received? And then maybe as like the longer you were there, did people soften up to you? How did, how kind of did the ministry go? Yeah, it was really interesting. We were doing our street tour the first day. And uh, like Maddie said, you know, we were going through a neighborhood and, Mm -hmm. and yeah, people took notice of us. But what I think what I was surprised by the most is just how welcoming people were. Like Mm -hmm. they took it upon themselves to personally welcome us to their neighborhood and to the place where they resided. And, and I I found that in the parishes in the area Mm -hmm. and all over, like there is a real sense of like Midwestern type of hospitality yeah Yeah. people asked us like what are you doing here you know like we haven't seen people like you here since the 70s and it was just like whoa we just stuck out a lot because most people drive through gary it's not a place that people stop how do you feel like um because you guys were only there for three weeks and doing ministry for probably two two and a half weeks like, do you think it was worth it to go to Gary? It, it seems like it was a, it's a very desolate place. What do you think like your impact was on specifically? Let's, let's just talk about like the friends that you encountered, the homeless, or maybe those who were yeah, poor in the area. Absolutely. It was definitely worth it being there, you know, like with some of the, the things that we talked about with Gary, like loneliness is still, you know, a huge factor. I mean, even just to feel isolated, uh, within that environment to be, to reside in the city where everyone else around you says, Oh, you know, don't stop in Gary. Like mm-hmm. drive, yeah. you have to drive past there. They hear that. They hear it a lot. And, and I just can only imagine like living, you know, for, for decades in, in a place that I love, hmm. but yet being told that, Oh, you know, don't, don't stop, stop there. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's not safe. The people are, uh, you know, are, are bad or, or whatever to be told that, but yet to still like persevere in knowing that like there are good people here and, and there is love here and community here. And quite frankly, what I found was that there's love and community in Gary in a way that I haven't seen in other cities, a sense of like camaraderie over this like shared mm-hmm. difficulty and the shared history that, that people have. And us being there, I think, was a beautiful, like, sign of contradiction in the sense that, yeah, like, we all come from different backgrounds and and we have different, we just, like, we come from different places, but yet we're able to be present with the people there Mm. and, and to be welcomed into their sacred spaces and to be able to worship with them and just hang out with, with them is, was really amazing. And I think one thing, one almost kind of concrete way in which we were able to spread the, you know, ministry of presence and the culture of encounter to Gary was through the food lines and the other services that already exist in the area because there were definitely some food lines that we went to Mm -hmm. regularly um, where the atmosphere was a little bit more um, transactional transactional. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, There were, there were some, you know, food lines and different services that we went to where the atmosphere was, was pretty transactional. And so we were able to 
actually be present there with the volunteers and actually get to know the people who they're serving and to be present with them. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that was one aspect of our ministry that I I believe bore a lot of fruit. Yeah. Do either of you have any like specific stories that were powerful from your, from your time in Gary? Yes, definitely. In my time in Gary, my team spent time at a restoration house, which is a place for, this one was for men who are in recovery from addiction to get clean and to encounter God. And the man who ran it was incarcerated for 24 years and found God in prison And now he runs this organization and helps lead other men to Christ and to get clean, which is like really incredible. We met an old classmate of one. So one of our seminarians, his old classmate was in this rehab center. Wow. They were in, this is like preschool classmate from high school that he grew up with. And yeah, it was just incredible seeing him. It was kind of heavy two days before he attempted suicide and he was very open about that. Wow. And he was like, you know what? Like, I just, I want to meet God. I want to be the head of my household in the faith and like lead my fiance and boys, you know, closer to him and to get clean. And um, just his willingness to, yeah, be so vulnerable with us. And he was just so appreciative that we cared for him. And we gave him a miraculous medal and we told him like what it was. And he's like, I want that. Like, can you put it on me? And we were able to put it on him and we explained to him like, Mary will protect you. And we gave him the gospel of John because he asked for some reading and we wrote down the memorari prayer for him and just like some deliverance prayers that he could pray every day. And we prayed with him and it was just like, wow, two days ago you wanted to end your life and now you have this like new hope in you. And he could tell it was like from God, like God spared my life. He's not done with me yet. And just to see just this young man, yeah, choose life and choose recovery was just like a beautiful witness to see. I think whenever I meet someone who's near me in age on the streets, it just, it hits home a lot different. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just inspired me too. I'm like, how can I choose what's good for me every day, even when it's hard? And how can I love people where I'm at? It was just a beautiful witness and a beautiful time for an encounter too with this seminarian and his former classmate. And now I have hopes that they're going to like reconnect after this experience. How, yeah, yeah. how did, so this seminarian Maddie mentions was one of those who joined our missionaries for the, the three mm-hmm. week program to walk the streets with the missionaries. How did he, how was that for him? It was pretty heavy at first. Cause he was, he, he said like, Oh, so-and-so, Hey. And, and they were like, wait, what, how are you? It was kind of like, you weren't expecting to see the person, yeah. you know? And I was thinking about that. Like, what if I went to a rehab center and I saw one of my buddies, you know, from yeah. college, yeah. like right. totally unexpected. And it was kind of like this, how, like, how are you? But like, uh, you're in this situation and yeah. just complete yeah. right. disbelief, but also so relieved to see him there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was just, a, it was very bittersweet to see him, but also they gave yeah. each other like the biggest hug and it was just like, wow, how beautiful. Just the way the Lord orchestrated all that is like miraculous. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I have such faith too that like, I hope Yvonne keeps reaching out to, to him and like yeah. keep, keep up with him and be able to help him in, in his faith journey too, especially he's in seminary. Yeah. Absolutely. And so just like, I was uh, like, what the heck? What an instant connection to the church. Like for that's, sure. that's amazing. Yeah. And that happened because yeah, so, that simple. Yes. To, to yeah. be a missionary for the summer. Brian, any, any stories you'd like to share from your time? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, the men would go to the men's shelter in Michigan city, okay. um, which is near Gary, uh, where we were staying. And, 
when I was at the at the men's shelter, I met this this young man, and he was 20 years old, and he's a long way from home. He came out to Indiana to play baseball, oh. and through a, a variety of, of different events that happened, he ended up on the streets, wow. and so he was staying at this men's shelter, and my heart was just, like, wrenched by hearing, like, his story and all of the difficulties and ruptures in relationships that he had been through and actually the last day that we were there was his 21st birthday oh wow and whoa so we came to the shelter a couple days before and I, I was just kind of trying to gauge like if he would be around for his birthday and if I could come you know bring him something or surprise him in some mm-hmm. way and we got to talking about like you know there are some significant changes that happen when you do turn 21 and um, I mean, uh, you know, he, he had had troubles like with alcoholism beforehand and, and now like th- this was going to be, you know, more real because at his fingertips, yeah, yeah, yeah. right at his fingertips and definitely a temptation for sure. him, you know, and, and this could m- make or break like a lot of different things in his life. And so we got to have like a really good, like heart to heart conversation, uh, with some of his other friends who were, um, at the shelter as well. And everybody was just really encouraging of like maintaining the sobriety that he, that he had. And, Mm -hmm. and I remember like just, uh, coming up to him and bringing him some donuts and some coffee on his birthday. And he was getting ready to go into the day shelter and he was just like, so appreciative of that. And we, we had like another really good conversation and, and he seemed very resolute in his, in his desire to maintain sobriety. And, Mm. and so, yeah, pray for Zach. He's, I just, I think about him a lot and and it was just a wonderful gift uh, for God to have entrusted him to me. Yeah. So young, 21. Yeah. Wow. Just hearing about your guys' stories. It's, it's like, if you wouldn't have went, you wouldn't have met that person. And if they wouldn't be there, you guys would never have met. It's just like the, this net, this web of stories. Yeah, and, and these are short trips, right? These right. two to three weeks. But what is the power of one encounter? You won't know. Like either of those stories, like one encounter can change our lives, especially with Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and then eternity. Like that is one more soul we know that we can pray for their eternity. And oh, so, so moving and so humbling and like like you said with those maddie you said it earlier like bittersweet you know it's yep. like meeting these people in a rough rough spot like what a what a glorious moment to meet them and at the same time it's tough yeah i'm Absolutely. i'm curious to ask kind of like how was the gary um diocese community how did they receive you um especially those like that were really involved with helping you guys get there i know ivan and his family is, is involved but then father kevin and the diocese there they really wanted us to to come and so kind of like talk about their support and maybe how you affected different ministries that they're doing or if you met with different groups at the diocese would love to hear a little bit about that Well, yes, the Diocese of Gary was so on fire for us being there. One day we even had the bishop over briefly, and he's like, I want you guys here so much, and was just so on board, which was amazing. A lot of the priests that we met, like, 
wanted to be in touch with us they're like I just I love what you guys do like and we had them over for dinner which was really great and everything and they were just like I want to like learn more like how do yeah how do I love the poor all this stuff so they were like were asking us questions Mm -hmm. on how to minister which was really cool and like they just wanted to drop everything to help us out in any way that they could father Mike I believe who's a Franciscan Yes, yeah, Father Mike Sarufka, he's a he's a, a capuchin right in the heart of Gary, mm. and he was so supportive. They're at the cathedral, right? Yes, at the cathedral. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was just so supportive of us, and he is so passionate about that city. He says, like, I, I am here to stay, like, God willing, I will serve here, and then I will die here, you know? Wow. And he was so... Uh, passionate about sharing all of the history of the city. So we got really good, uh, like, context for for being there. And he also just really loves the people mm-hmm. there. Uh, I remember, like, there was one parish where, where we were serving at called St. Monica and Luke's. And I come down after, after helping out with the food line and everything. And, and Father Mike is, is down there. He, this is just, like, an example of the, the man he is, uh, but Father Mike is down there, and 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 I, I meet with him, and and he says, "Well, like, do you know what happened?" And uh, I like hesitated for a second, and because I could see like there was a lot of sadness in his eyes, mm-hmm. and he he told me like that just two hours before he got there, one of the parishioners' sons had been killed in uh in a, a gang shooting. Oh man! Wow. And, so he went there, uh, he dropped everything and went there and prayed with, with the mother. And, and then he actually like called us out or called us up to help, to help serve at the, at the funeral. And wow. so, yeah, he's just deeply involved with the parishioners there. And he has this real sense of like compassion and solidarity with them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the diocese is so passionate right now about serving and and bridging this gap Mm -hmm. right helping the poor Mm -hmm. and yeah like you said the history from from just the booming exhilarating city gary used to be and just the effect that its collapse has had on the diocese in that entire area is something that i think christ in the city is honored that they've asked us to be a part of this like renewal, right? Yeah. This renewal and service to the poor and the bishop's so passionate about it and all the, all the volunteers and the many people who support Christ in the city and the work we do, it, mm-hmm. it, you can see they're, they're willing, right? They're willing mm-hmm. and they're wanting to. And sometimes we just like many of our volunteers and those who reach out, we just don't know where to start. Yeah. Right. We don't know where to start and that can be the hardest part. And you guys were there starting mm-hmm. it and joining in and, you know, bringing that encounter to, some of those great ministries already there. Yeah. I, I think it's something specifically about the Diocese of Gary too, that I, like we could have sent you guys to a, a, a much bigger city or like we could have sent you to somewhere that had a lot more homeless out on the streets. Yeah. But like, it was good that you were there and like it was meant for you guys to be there. And I just think, yeah, we've, we've seen the Holy Spirit work so much with this with this mission that like, he leads and like he leads us to the places where mm-hmm. where he wants us to go. So it was I'm like I'm very glad that you that you both specifically went and I'm and we're very honored to hear your stories too. So thank you for, for Yeah, thank us. you guys so much for sharing. 
It's it's such a such a wonderful thing. Brian, glad to have you on the podcast. You helped start. Yep. It was Be- about time. Before we go, if you guys could describe your experience in the Diocese of Gary, Indiana, in one word, what would you say? Oh, that's a loaded. This is on the spot. <laughs> Transformative. Definitely. I I really needed to go to Gary. I, I joked with my cr- my crew. I, I told God anywhere besides Gary mm. when I heard of the options of where I could be going for summer of service, and God put me there. And Did, is that a real story? That's a real story. Um. So yeah, I would just say it's very transformative. I saw poverty in a much different light. I just realized like many people have lost that we be- or for her forgotten that we belong to each other. You know, like Mother yeah. Teresa said, and it's like no wonder we have so many carjackings in the world today and shootings and people who don't care about each other. Because if I hurt someone and I don't feel what, why does it matter? And I just realized like we need each other. We need yeah. to be reconciled with one another. We need to learn what it means to love and to show love. Because if someone has never shown love, how are they supposed to love? Mm-hmm. Um, very transformative. And it made me just like realize like no matter what happens in my life, like death is not the end. Yeah. Wow. That's like transformative whole person transformative yeah. for you, Maddie. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. The Lord knew. The Lord knew. Amen. <laughs> Brian, one word. Softening. I felt like my heart just softened for hmm. all of the people that I met. And I really yeah, just like invested a lot of myself in the mission and and it was just really beautiful and like to I think we all felt like that we were loving until it hurt because it yeah. you know, it it hurt. It hurt. Yeah. I mean, we were there, we were witnessing a lot of suffering and yet it was very like our presence and like God working through us. I know that we, even the things we don't see, like there was so much redemption and redemptive activity that the Holy Spirit was engaging in, even through our little yeses each day. Mm-hmm. And we would always pray every day. And we had a special prayer that we would pray for uh, when we got up in the morning after morning prayer. And it was always about like, we entrust our little fiats to you. And we, we trust that that the small things that we will that we will do each day will set the diocese of Gary on fire with your love. And Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brian and Maddie, so much for, for being with us, us today, guys. That was that was so moving. Thank you. <laughs> what a what a joy it mm-hmm. truly is. So, to all our CIC family, thank you so much for tuning in. Please pray for these two missionaries, the diocese of Gary. Please, please pray for them. And quick shout out to all of our friends in Gary. We love you so much. And we hope that you come visit us soon. And we're going to come visit you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) God bless. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons would say, if I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians in small groups across the country doing Christ in the City-style street ministry. 
This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms, And do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you.